0: Welcome to MotivationAddict.com with Julie Salon. This is where you will find inspiring stories on how to motivate yourself and gain momentum towards success, turning fear into confidence, and how to find divine flow, allowing you to crush your goals. Thank you for being here. And now let's tune in to today's show. My guest today is Joy Idris, and she has a tagline that says, Goodbye, Suffering, and Hello, Joy. She knows what it's like to live with struggle, fear, suffering, and pain, and she also knows how to teach lasting freedom, happiness, and joy easily and in a very short space of time. Her forthcoming book, Joy Unleashed, describes how she healed from decades of blocked emotion, trauma, and chronic and life-threatening illnesses in an amazing two-day rapid turnaround. So I am very excited to talk with her today. She is from the UK. Welcome to the show, Joy. Hey everyone, Julie Salant from Motivation Addict. I am super, super excited today. I have a very special guest from the UK, all the way from England. Uh, her name is Joy Idris. Am I saying that right, Joy? You are indeed. Idris. <laughs> and uh, we met at the New Media Summit. She is a wonderful person. She helps people release their suffering and find joy. And her name is Joy. She's got a bunch of different businesses, which we're going to talk about what she does, how she found her joy, which is very, very important so that you can all find your joy no matter what you're doing. So welcome to the show, Joy. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this.
0: <laughs> so why don't we start off and let's tell the listeners a little bit about because I, I read your bio and you've it, it's amazing how you kind of found joy in the span of a very short time. Can you give them a little bit of a background as to how that happened? Yeah. Um it, that weekend was a a
1: culmination of all the trauma that had happened to me before then and the effect it was having on my body. And my, I was in a period of depression. Um, I'd reached a, a state of chronic fatigue, it like my body had shut down really uh, because a lot of the things that had happened to me, I hadn't dealt with. I'd just pushed them down, you know, into the body, um, not really uh, talked about it very much Except towards the, the end, I was starting to have some therapy, but I didn't find talking therapy was that useful, really. Um, so, you know, it's kind of all accumulated over the years. And um, I'd reached a state where my body was saying to me, you're not going anywhere until you sort this out, woman. <laughs> it's in there. Yes. Yeah. And, and I tried a few things, you know, and besides therapy, you know, I tried, you know, meditation and I tried, you know, different um, modalities and also nutrition and different things. Um, and I, of course at that time, uh, chronic fatigue wasn't very well known either. So, you know, I didn't even know that that's what I had. I, it was just like the doctor said, Oh, it's just depression. or It's just rheumatoid arthritis or whatever. Um But I knew that I had to do something. And this um, weekend, it was a healing retreat weekend that I came across. uh, And I said to myself, you know, this is my last-ditch attempt. If this doesn't work, I'm just going to crawl into a corner and withdraw from the world and do nothing, you know. (laughs) Uh, Because I just didn't have any energy left or motivation left to do anything. And, you know, it's just like I felt like giving up. I I didn't want to commit suicide because that's not me, but, you know, I just wanted to withdraw from the world. And I went to this weekend, and I actually was miraculously cured in that weekend. I came out of it singing, dancing. Wow. (laughs) Completely different person. I was able to move around easily. I mean, before I went in, I was crawling around from room to room to be able to get from one part of the house to another. You know, almost like a wheelchair. My my husband, you know, almost carried me into the place, you know, to to go to the retreat and I was sat in a chair, could hardly move. But at the end of it, bouncing out, full of energy, full of life. And I was left with a a sense of peace and joy that has never left me since, which is absolutely amazing compared to where I was, you know. The turnaround, absolutely miraculous. And I was so wowed by that experience that that was when my why was born you know it's like oh my gosh I've got to share this with the world now I've got to really you know go out there and help everybody else to be the same yes So I trained in the method that they were putting forward and uh, became you know part of the team for a while and then uh, you know I started to take my own clients and kind of over the years I mean this is about I don't know maybe maybe almost 20 years ago now Uh, you know developing my own twists and and additions to it and and also over the years developing my intuition because I think when you're using this kind of work you do deepen in your intuition so that's really great for the clients that I work with you know because sometimes they may be at a sticking point where they're not able to uh, access their own block uh, sticking points yes and with that with the intuition you can actually help them to identify it so that's really great
0: so it seems like you're very empathic and very intuitive as I am. But let's talk about what you just said for a minute. How can people, I believe everyone has intuition. You, yes. you believe that too. But of course, in today's world, people stuff it down and they don't. They, your ego and your mind overrides that. So how can our listeners find and listen to that intuition? It's, it's like developing a spiritual
1: muscle. Um, You know, if you want to develop a physical muscle, you go to the gym and you exercise and you do certain things which are you know, particularly good for those particular muscles. So it's like it's a different way of communicating from the way that we've learned. So we need to kind of unlearn some of the old ways of communicating with ourselves and with others and learn this new way, which is a very subtle process and involves becoming very still. And there are different ways that you can find that stillness. I mean, I do it through breathing, meditation, mindfulness, and teach people to do it that way too. Um, and, when, and when you reach that still point is when you can start to hear the whisper that comes up through the stillness, that subtle wisdom that's there for you to access when you're in that place of stillness. Um, so, you know, this is how people can develop their intuition. They can practice Breathing, for example, I mean one of the things that we do is breathe in through the nose, count for a count to a count of five, pause for five seconds, and then breathe out to a count of five. And at the bottom of the breath breath, pause for another five seconds. And in that five seconds is where the stillness is, that pause at the top and bottom of the breath. So people can really start to feel into that. And the more they develop that spiritual muscle, just being in that stillness, then they can start to access what's coming through it. And, you know, usually it helps if they've got um, some kind of focus, something they want, a question they want answered or something they want to explore. They can set that as the focus or intention at the beginning. And then through the stillness, the answers will arrive.
0: It seems like a lot of people don't do that today or they understand to to breathe and breathing does slow down everything physically to give you that space to actually hear that small voice because it always comes across as still small and sometimes just a whisper until you get used to it. and keep on working with it as you say so that's a wonderful I love that I love the five seconds at the top and five seconds at the bottom that's really nice and how many times should they do it is it a a couple of times in a row before they if they don't feel something straight away
1: yeah
0: yeah I mean until they
1: can sense that stillness so that you know for some people it might be a couple of times in a row. For others, it might be 20 times in a row until they get to that place of being able to notice the stillness.
0: Right.
1: There are are other ways to do it as well. You know, if they're finding that that is a challenge for them, you know, they could, for example, just put their hand out in front of them and, and just look at, say, join their forefinger and their thumb and then look at the forefinger and thumb and focus on it And you can find stillness that way because the focused attention also gives you stillness. I mean, that's one of the things about breathing as well, isn't it? You know, breath work is often to do with focusing your attention. Yes. And I think intuition is body wisdom and the body wisdom requires us to focus on our body. Right. So a lot of what I do as well is about focusing on the body, exploring the body, seeing what arises from the body, allowing the emotions to come up that have previously been suppressed, you know, so it's mindfully becoming aware of what emotions are here and not trying to put them away, not judging them, not criticizing what's coming up, you know, but just allowing them to be acknowledging them. So this is all about intuition and body wisdom and connecting to it, you know, which is completely different from the way we've been brought up, isn't it?
0: Brought up, right. And the first part is you have to disconnect from all of the social media and the, you know the internet and your phone and everything, and then just have some time alone to really focus in and to hear that, those, that voice. And I love that you gave another example as well. So has your mission, your whole mission is about bringing joy to other people's lives, helping them find their inner joy and thus their life purpose. Yeah.
1: And, and, and first of all, that, involves letting go of what's getting in the way of that what you know the layers that have covered their joy because i believe that joy is already here you know everything that our happiness is already here our contentment our fulfillment it's all here just waiting for us to rediscover it or to remember it uh, but of course, from the time we were small, it's been covered up layer by layer, you know, by our conditioning, by the media, by education. You know, we've learned to m- look at life in in a certain way, which is very different from our intuitive way of responding to the world. So, you know, we, we need to kind of unlearn that or let go of it or uncover it and, and let it dissolve. Yes. So that we can then naturally uncover our natural joy it kind of rises spontaneously once we get all that stuff out of the way
0: right you know know, i agree
1: you know let's be completely nude
0: (laughs) yes yes and you know it's so important what you said is to allow those feelings to come and not judge them because then you can, they can move through you and, and out and past you because when, when you look at them and judge them, I find that you keep them. Have you experienced that or your clients experienced that as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, we, we develop these characters that we play out. If we're not aware that we are playing these characters out, then they are controlling us rather than us unveiling them. You know, so for example, somebody's playing out, and, and as I used to as well, uh, the victim, you know, Mrs. Victim. Uh, because of something that's happened, we've got the story behind it of why we're a victim, you know, I was abused when I was young, you know, or you know, all this, you know, the stories. I'm not saying the stories are not valid. I'm just saying that, you know, we developed this victim character from it. Um, and at the time that it happens, maybe we didn't have any control over things because we were young. But as we're getting older, we have control over um, deciding how we want to live our lives, um, except that, you know, if we're not aware, then we haven't got the choice to change from victim to being empowered, you know. Um, so if we can become aware of um, some, usually involves uncovering memories where we felt victimized we get a chance in the work that i do it's like an inner guided journey to where your emotions are stuffed into yourselves and then usually they're stuffed at the time of something happening in your life we uncover that we bring that out and the younger you gets to complete what they didn't complete at that time gets to say what they wanted to say but they didn't get to say gets to have the feelings acknowledged that maybe they didn't get acknowledged at that time. So everything comes to a completion. So there's no need to be a victim.
0: Yes. Yes. I completely understand that. And I'll take that a step further in that, in what I used to do in sales, I would always present myself as whoever was in front of me. I would change the character to whatever I thought you wanted me to be. So if I was wearing my sales hat, Mm -hmm. I would, not change into that person, but it's just something that I automatically did. And it wasn't really to get the sale. It was just because I was uncomfortable and I wanted to make myself more comfortable. So if I think that you want somebody who's a little more loud and boisterous, then I'll be that person. If, if you want somebody a little more calm, then I'll be that person. And I realized that a lot of people do that. It's not just in sales. It can be in the nine to five and, yeah. or you could do it in front of your customers and yeah. how, how can survival
1: thing? You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really that because that it happened to me. You know, when, if something happens when you're a child, where you are putting some kind of danger, um, then as a survival tactic, you hide yourself, and then you start acting out what you think people want in order to be safe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Carry through. Into, you know, maybe at that time when you were a child, it was a life or death thing. But when you're getting older, maybe it's just a criticism judgment, which feels very similar. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> <great. laughs> work out what they want, give it to them, you know, and hopefully they'll approve and love you, you know, and accept you. Except you know, that the problem with that is, is you've lost your sense of self. You've got no, you're not connected to your value, to your worth, you know, to even who you are. You know, so all of that needs to be uncovered. Um, you know, let's let's uncover the games that we're playing, the characters that we're playing, and actually get in touch with our true self-worth and our true essence of magnificence and brilliance and fun and delight, you know. Right. Um, So just be who we are naturally flowing into rather than working out what people want and giving them that for safety.
0: Right, right. And so do people come to you and do they know what's wrong do they wake i'm taking it as an example let's just take a 40 year old woman who's been in the nine to five but knows that she's not using her gifts and she's not happy and she knows it's something you know, that's not right but she doesn't really know how to move forward how, how do you how do you help that person
1: yeah i mean this is exactly what i do is we, we come together, we we go into meditation. It's a guided meditative process. I, when I work with a client, we, we might go on for like two, three hours in one meditation. They, when they come out of it, they say, oh, it felt like five minutes, you know, <laughs> when you get into the present, you lose sense of time anyway. Um, and then let's say her intention is that she wants to um, uh, feel more vibrant in her life, you know, feel more in touch. Um, so, what we'll do is we'll go inside and, and access a place in her body where she's feeling tight or feeling constricted, knowing that we've set that intention, so that the body will just guide her to the right place.
0: Mm.
1: And then we'll 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 actually uncover a memory, and that memory is usually perfect for this resolution that she's come to find, where she discovers that when she was a child, you know, she was um, she was rejected or neglected, rejected for being vibrant. Yes. So she learnt that she had to just calm down, dim it, it down, just, yes, just be like quiet. Children are not, shouldn't be heard, and all of that kind of thing. So then she will empty all of that out, have her say, and then she, by emptying all of that, she then opened to her true vibrancy. It will come in, and then she'll be able to breathe that in, reprogram her cells with the truth of who she was, having let go of all the the falsehoods that she's taken on. And then when when she comes out of that process, she will be naturally in touch and in tune with herself and she will have resolved what she came with. So, you know, when she goes to work, she will, she will approach it in a completely different way. Mm. Um, you know, she will see things in a completely different way. She will interact with people in a completely different way. And just an example, I had a woman who came to me who... She was actually, um, she was crying a lot. She came to me because she was crying and because she knew that I had a spiritual uh, approach to healing. She didn't want just normal therapy or, you know, go to the doctors and take tablets or something. Um, So her husband was bullying her by, you know, used to keep saying, you're stupid, you're stupid. You know, she used to take it in with a dagger, you know. know, um, So it was damaging her self-esteem, you know, making her feel really... She was believing it really. Um, So we went into this process and she discovered that she'd received that signal, that learning when she was young. Um, You know, so so her husband was really just repeating the pattern. She'd attracted more of the same, of what she expected in her life, you know. So when we uncovered that, then she was actually able to get in touch with her true worth and her true intelligence. Um, So when she went. to to be with her husband again the first few times he was still saying you know repeating the same behaviour but she didn't take it on board this time she just said interesting point of view it's not my point of view (laughs) and she just let it go straight past you know (laughs) and after a very short while because he had nothing to bounce off you know it wasn't hitting anywhere he gave up on that behaviour and they actually their relationship became more intimate they went into like a honeymoon period (laughs) Good. And it affected her at work, so she was being bullied at work in a similar way. She, you know, not not giving her a promotion and all of this. She ended up creating her own position in the company, a multinational corporation, Geeky Corporation, and this new position that created for herself was teaching mindfulness within the corporation <laughs> internationally. That's amazing. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, her passion, her purpose was covered, you know, she got in touch with her
0: true self. I feel like so many of the experiences that we go through, even though they're difficult at the time, that that's what we like to help others with. Because if we can help others not suffer like we did, then it's then it's yeah. worth it. Oh, yeah. But something you said was very important that I don't know if the listeners caught, which is she let all of that go past her. So it's our choice to hold on to something and let let it go deep into our spirit or just let it bounce off of us. And I, it can be difficult. I'm not saying that's easy, but it is like a muscle. You kind of do have to practice. And if there is someone that's certainly, I had a boss like that, um, that would just, she literally was so bad that she would come in in the morning and she'd go like this. "Don't Like, don't talk to me. Like, you're not even here. Like, talk about being not only silent, but that I was not even there. And how do you react to that? I can't, I can't react to that. There's nothing I can say or do. And it really hurt me. And then I realized I have the control. I can decide how deeply I want this to get in my spirit because the deeper it gets, the harder it is to get out. So can you talk a little bit about how we can uh, make that adjustment as to how we control our own destiny and that things that people say about us, how we can kind of let that in or not let it in.
1: The key is awareness awareness gives you choice without the awareness you don't have the choice you're just being controlled by your ego and by these dominant characteristics and stories that you are you, following but once you become aware of the games that you're playing or the characters that you're playing you can choose not to play them <laughs> right. you know, like characters in the theater really you know you can identify you know if you spend a week Identifying a particular character, for example, let's say it's um, Mrs. Controller Lola. You know, I can give them a funny <laughs> name. You know? <laughs> you know, this character that's like authoritarian and wants to control everything and, you know, is not flexible. It's like, it's got to be this way, you know, and that's the way that you keep yourself safe. But if you watch it for a whole week, then you, just by the very fact that you're watching that, you're observing it as a witnesser. It means that you're identifying with the witnesser part of you. And so you disidentify. You're not so attached to the character that you're watching. So it gives you that kind of flexibility to be able to kind of not be controlled by it. Yes. And yes. that's the point at which you can say, oh, okay, I don't want to play that one anymore. You're so cute, you know, but you know, you go away, go away. I'm, I'm go away. being flexible, you know. Um, You know, so if you watch these different ones, you can identify, you know, again, another one, you know, of my clients, because I I teach this kind of thing as well, you know, to identify the characters and she identified and give them funny names. She called it (laughs) 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 anti-terrier. You know, a terrier is a dog that holds onto a bone and will not let go. Yes. Identified this aspect of herself, which is a bit, you know, OCD, where she wouldn't let go of keeping the house tidy, and you know, it, she was driving her kids nuts and her husband because every time they left anything out of place, she'd fly into a rage. I've told you so many times, you know, this belongs in this drawer. You know, so they were like living under this, Ooh, you know, very oh. tense situation. So she was invited to watch this character that she'd identified for a week. And so she was watching it, and sometimes she got pulled into it at the beginning, but she recognised that she got pulled in and she was able to kind of step back a little again, again, you know. It wasn't, she wasn't fully identified with it. And then it got looser and looser as time went on. And then one day she noticed herself grabbing onto something, you know, starting to go into this rage. And she realised how empty it was that it wasn't really who she was you know she'd reached that place where she was more fully identified with the witnessing and she burst out laughing <laughs> oh good <laughs> flying into a rage, she just burst out laughing and the whole family just went <sighs> visibly relaxed you know yeah and you could never go back to that character again because it had been exposed she never needed to play it again so it doesn't take very long. It doesn't need to be something that is hard to get into the practice of and it's going to take a long time, you know, that actual process for her took about four days. Wow. And now once you transform, you, you don't go back. You know, that's why I call my work truly transformational.
0: Wow. Wow. Now, what about if you have a client that wants to stay stuck? And of course, Let's just, I would believe that they don't really know that as the top of the mind. It's more, it's underneath the layers. But a lot of times we get comfortable being, because it's safe, right? And it, Or it looks good on paper. Maybe we're doing the nine to five and we, it looks good on paper and you're making a decent wage, but you have some challenges. You're maybe not showing up as you really need to. You don't have any joy in your life. You're not using your gifts. So you are choosing to stay stuck, but they yeah. reach out to you because they know somewhere unconsciously that they need to change. How, how do you handle that?
1: I think there are two different uh, ways of, of, of being stuck that are coming to mind right now. One way is where they won't come to me. Um, and usually it's the partner that's complaining that they're stuck <laughs> and don't want to move. Um, And the other one is where they're feeling stuck in some kind of um, outer circumstance. And and, and so they might come about that, you know, it's just like, I can't seem to get this to happen or that to happen or this to change or whatever. Um, And I just wondered if, you know, our work might do something about that. And, you know, this second one I would say is um, where the internal work, when we do it, will start to, Manifest outwardly, you know, because we need to change from the inside first, before the outside will change, you know. So if somebody's coming because they're stuck in a relationship that they don't know what to do with, because they they feel like you know they they've said everything they could say and whatever, you know, they're stuck in that relationship. It doesn't seem to be moving anywhere. But if they do the internal work, then what what they usually find is, and like that woman found was, they stop taking seriously. How the other person is responding to them, or reacting to them, or even behaving towards them, and they just start taking responsibility for their own feelings, mm-hmm. and that automatically changes the dynamic in the relationship. You know, you cannot stay stuck in a, in a well either. It, it, you, the partner, will leave because they can't play that, or she can't play that game anymore. Right. Um, or it will go the other way and they'll get more intimate because then the the barriers have been broken down. And this, you know, I I think you've talked about before in in, an interview I was listening to not long ago about um, the electromagnetic energy of the heart, for example, you know, it sends outward. So if it's going out about five, 10 feet, obviously it's engaging with the other person that you're interacting with. And if your energy is being raised to a higher level, then it will automatically have that effect of raising the other person's energy to a higher level. Because given the, you know, if you've got two frequencies together, I don't know if you've uh, ever seen that experiment where they had a glass of water, one with a low frequency, one with a high frequency, they put them together, the the lower frequency rose up to meet the higher frequency.
0: Water. Oh, wow. I did not
1: see that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we have a tendency towards, going to the higher and again with this um, work that I do you know it's about emptying the cellular memories which are usually the heavier ones the negative ones and and we usually put in positive ones or allow to um, radiate inwards into the cell you know once the, the other stuff's out of the way um, so the, the cell gets filled with high en- higher higher energies and then when cells die they tend to pass on their memory to the next generation of cells. However, if we've interrupted that memory, we've put in new higher energy resources. they given a choice. They will pass on the higher energy resources. That's cool. This is That's cool. Place. Yeah. So, you know, this automatically affects what's happening on the outside. You know, this woman who changed and created that position for herself at work, she wouldn't have been able to do that before. No. Right? Because she wasn't in the right place. She didn't have the confidence. She didn't have the, 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 the vision, you know. Um, the words that you use to tell people what you want to do, you know, would flow automatically once you're in that better place, that yes, higher yeah. energy place. So it kind of automatically comes about. However, the first one, where you say your partner is stuck. Yes. yes. You cannot change your partner or whoever it is that you're having this relationship with and that person is stuck. You need to just allow them to be stuck for as long as they want to be stuck until they're willing to change, you know. Um, However, as we were saying with the second one, once your energy changes, that energy might actually help that person to (laughs) come to the decision that they want to move out of their stuckness.
0: Yeah. And joy is, I love that you said that, joy is something that you can find today, right now, right here. And you can do that by being present, being mindful, which I know you teach as well, which is so important because... A lot of people believe, as you know, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times, I'll be happy when I get X. I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when I can work my own job. I'll be happy when I make more money or uh, my partner is quiet for a while or whatever the case may be. Talk a little bit, if you would, about how we can be happy right now. Because as you said, just from what you just said, it radiates from in, inward outward to everything around you and then everything changes.
1: Yeah. And, and there are some outside things that you can do to connect with the inner. Um, you know, uh, what well, I'm thinking right now of this, you know, just raise your hands up in the air. And this automatically connects you with a happier feeling. Yeah, it does, yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you can, you know become aware of that and focus on it, you know, just keep raising your hand into the air and then, you know, it changes the hormones in your body, you know, it it raises the serotonin levels. The same with a smile. If you smile, even if you smile falsely, the body doesn't really know the difference between you smiling genuinely and, and, and faking it. It will still set off the same chemicals in your body that will give you a good feeling. So you're already starting to change those things from the inside. So, you know, as I was saying, there are many ways to do it. So you could do it. that That's a quick way to do it. You know, the mindful one might take a little bit longer, you know, meditation, listening to music, dancing. Yes. You know, having a laugh. You know, yes. I, I wrote a book called Benefits of Laughter and playing on purpose. You know, we play on purpose. We don't just wait until something happens for, for us to laugh. We can actually, you know, decide to to do something uh, and get ourselves into a happy mood.
0: So, you know, there are lots of ways to do it. And I think that <laughs> scheduling time to be happy is a wonderful thing. Just like you you would automatically get into a ritual of gratitude. That makes me So grateful for everything that I have, even just for being alive. It it doesn't, it doesn't mean if you're, you're rich or it doesn't have anything to do with how much money you earn or the job that you have. It's about being grateful for what you have right now, the people in your life, the family that you have, everything. Do you have rituals that you've put in place for yourself? I bet you do.
1: <laughs> because I'm thinking about when I first started thinking about, you know, somebody said to me, you know, start a gratitude journal. Yes. And um and I the first page in my book I wrote, I don't have anything to be grateful for <laughs> You know, because everything for me at that time was wrong. My body was in pain. I was depressed. I was crying, you know, all of this kind of thing. So I actually started like that. Um, but, you know, from there, then I started to do the usual things that we say. I, I'm grateful for my hands. I'm yes.
0: For me, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I understand.
1: But it it, it, it raises its, or it rises in increments. So the more you practice it, the more you um, tune into the energy of gratitude. You know, I mean, now it's like I've got everything to be grateful for. I mean, I'm grateful all the time. I'm always saying thank you. You know, even I go for a walk. I'm walking to work and I I walk past some trees and a few flowers. Oh, wow. I so appreciate these flowers. Oh, thank you, God, for sending these trees my way. You know, right in the middle of the city. I'm in London, but, you know, I, I... I actually live in a place where I can actually see some trees on my way to work. Is that like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's so important though, that you're actually taking a minute to be thankful because gratitude is the fastest way to raise your vibration. And as you know, from just saying that electromagnetic field, which I'm all about and everybody and everything responds to that. So if you're bringing the storm with you and you're, you've got those low level energies and you're frustrated and you're upset and, and, and it happens. We're humans. I'm not saying that, you know, every day is perfect. That's not the case. But if you can be more on the side of being grateful and happy for a lot of what you have, then you're going to be happier now and when your life changes, no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So most of your clients come to you. What what are the, biggest changes that they can expect is it more joy more happiness better communication but what about career-wise besides that woman that you spoke of that she created her own job have you worked with anyone that's maybe more um artistic and they were doing the nine to five and they really were a writer or painter and then they were able to blossom after working with you um not, not so much actually
1: um I've seem to attract people who are have been having um, experiences of being bullied or abused, or are in a difficult relationship, um, and you often incorporate rather than that they're an artist and and want to develop their talent. Um, So I no, I don't have a lot of experience in that area, but I know you know. The, these the people that I've worked with in, in corporate have always had a good result. And um, one of them, she wanted to leave work because she was being bullied, you know. But after the process, he ended up leaving instead of her. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, she went up the ladder very quickly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my very goodness. Good. She was a horseman. I she used to really enjoy being with horses, and she found much more time... To, to spend enjoying that
0: as well right so that's what i was going to ask you and i'd sent you a little message and i know this isn't your typical question but because i have so many equestrians that listen um and we can teach them how to be mindful and full of joy do you have any thoughts on how they could maybe on their either way to the barn or at the barn before they see their horse that they could incorporate some joy into their life besides, you know, raising their hands and being grateful? Anything else you can think of that as far as a tool that they might be able to use?
1: Good question.
0: Um... Let me put it to you this way. What about visualization? Yeah, I was
1: just, our feeling rather than visualizing, um, feeling the, um, the beauty of the horse and the the, the vibrancy of the horse and the how the horse can be really in tune with its rider and um, the, the beauty of its um, of its form and uh, how wonderful it will be. To, to share that together because of you know feeling the the enjoyment as, of the horse as it's moving and feeling the wind on its face and you know things like this like I suppose it is like a visualization but more of a, on the feeling side yes because um, I don't know if you can feel that as I'm saying it you know the heart seems to open up more whereas a visualization tends to stay a lot up here in the mm-hmm. head uh so the more you can get into your heart about it you know feeling that feeling the love feeling the enjoyment feeling the it, anticipating the delight of that and and allowing yourself to be like a child with it you know because sometimes we can take ourselves too seriously take it like a task you know take it like um you know a control thing you know or whatever or even feel that it's the horse that has to give us the enjoyment you know rather than that we're going to really enjoy it and it'd be great to share that with the horse yes i love (laughs) that (laughs) yes knowing that the horse is going to feel our feelings when we arrive
0: that's right you
1: know and it will tune into that and you can just both be just you know when you're kids you just enjoy being kids together yeah you know another child with you and you're just enjoying playing ball and it's not about you know uh that child has got to make me feel happy. You're just so happy that you're just sharing it. So having that understanding before you go, that it's going to be a shared experience rather than something you're taking. Right.
0: And opening up a conversation versus just a, you know, I am here to do X, Y, Z. And I think we all are guilty of that because we all have this long to-do list and we all have things that we need to do. But just taking that minute or two to really have that conversation is huge and and just opening yourself up and I always like to think of it as my heart as a flower and you're just when you focus on that it just gets you out of your head right because so many of us are in our heads a lot (laughs) yes the intuitives are always up here so we're always not the ego part but we're always you know trying to think and it's sometimes it's better just to feel because what you feel you'll radiate out to others
1: Yeah. And feeling takes you into your body and it takes you into your body wisdom. It takes you into your intuition. It takes you into your joy. You know, the joy comes from the heart and the body and the feeling rather than the joy, any joy up here. Yes.
0: What are your thoughts on, um, I know we've talked a little bit about self-care and taking time for yourself. And are you scheduling personally? Do you schedule in time where you say, I'm going to take a, I know you walk to work, but, you know, maybe I'll take the dog out or I'll, uh, go to the gym, and and I think it's all about mindset, don't you? I think it's um it I, we tend to
1: teach what we need to learn, so I have to admit that I'm not as good at self care as I would like to be. Um, I'm getting better at it though. Yes. Uh, I think because I'm I kind of um come from a perfectionist kind of um, character. There's always yeah. <laughs> Driven, you know, the next task after the next task. And I've learned to be mindful and be present to most of that so that it's actually not so much of a task now. Um, but at the same time, I'm not including uh, as much downtime for me as I feel would be beneficial. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I do give myself downtime, I, I find things that I... That, that feed my passion. So I might decide to watch something on YouTube. Or something. It's my downtime, you know, to watch something that has nothing to do with my, you know, uh, tasks.
0: Yes. <laughs> but yes it it
1: ends up being to do with my passion. And then I end up taking notes and things, you know. Yes, <laughs> you know. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think, oh, well, it's that really downtime, you know, because i like back to being almost at work again.
0: <laughs> well, I, mean, I think you need to schedule in whatever works for you. Yeah. And sometimes that's a guilty pleasure. People want to, you know, binge watch a show or something. And that's a guilty pleasure because you're actually, I think of that as I'm doing nothing. That means I'm not working, right? And I, but actually your brain and your body both need different things. So sometimes your brain just needs to, wants to be entertained. That's what movies are for. You know, sometimes you don't want to think. You think all day and you've got a million things to do and you delegate You've got so many things going on in your life. But sometimes you might just want to say, you know what, I just want to go to a movie and eat some popcorn, and it's mindless, fun entertainment. But you need that sometimes. Yeah, except that, <laughs> for me, I'm not doing – you know, my sister says,
1: you never read fiction, you know, because she's a big fiction fan. And I don't. I, every All the things I read are to do with, you know, mindfulness and spirit and <laughs> – Autobiography, maybe. (laughs) I I love... It's my downtime when I'm just exploring other things that people are saying about the topic I'm passionate about.
0: Well, that's a good thing. That means you're self-informed, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing.
1: But is it downtime?
0: (laughs) Well, I guess you have to evaluate that for yourself, but anything that makes you feel better and gives you a little bit of a recharge, I think you could consider downtime. When you can come back to your work and be more full of energy and more vibrant, I think that then whatever you've done has accomplished its task. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, and I'm going to throw something funny, but you you said something in the very beginning when you were talking about businesses, and I was thinking about crystals. Crystals. And what are your thoughts on that? Do you you think they have um, attributes that can help us in our everyday lives?
1: I do. Um, I, I don't use them in my work, but I, I really feel the vibrations of them in my in my shop. Um, and quantum physics, you know, is of the opinion that everything is energy. Yes, including thoughts, and 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 also that um, crystals are generally amplifiers of energy, so they can amplify the thoughts that are, they are receiving because they receive and amplify. So I think there definitely could be a repository of thought energy in, uh, or feeling energy in crystals, yeah. And there seems to be an accumulation of um, similar thoughts towards particular crystals, you know. So uh, have you heard of morphogenetic fields? No. No. Rupert Sheldrake, he's a quantum physicist, talks about these morphogenetic fields, which are fields of information that, where meanings that are similar collect together. Okay. So, you know, if we think of an apple, an apple has got a particular meaning and everybody around the world has a similar meaning for an apple and that becomes a morphogenetic field.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: But that's a simple example, but, you know, more complicating ones can exist as well. So we, it's almost like they're out there and we can tune into them. And, and the crystals are like receivers and amplifiers of these morphogenetic fields. So then, you know, they've got particular attributes in that way, then haven't they? You know, because if everybody thinks that rose quartz is to do with love and relationships and loyalty, you know, then that's holding or amplifying that particular morphogenetic field. Wow, Uh, that's
0: interesting. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. I, I mean, I believe that because we all associate with, you know, certain things with a universal thought pattern. Pictures can vary, but we get the gist of it, right? If you think of the, of the apple, like you just said, we, you know, you can think of it in a couple different colors, but we're all thinking the same thing. Yeah, so okay. being archetypes, the same thing. Interesting. 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 I, I want to ask you something I've never asked anyone, but I just, I'm getting into it myself. What are your thoughts on this, the spiritual universal laws? Have you have you delved into that at all? I'm just curious because I feel like we're all governed on Earth by certain global laws, yeah. and it, and it seems not just the law of attraction. I that I'm not big on that because I think there's so much more to that. But have you have you looked into that? I'd love to hear your your thoughts on that.
1: I know um, is it Stephen or Richard Hawkins? The, he he talked about these um, energy trans- yeah. Yes. But, and that start from the lowest ones, which are like fear and guilt and shame, and, you know, and and the level rises as you go closer to courage and then love and joy and enlightenment. This for me is a bit like a law that um, if you are in a particular vibration, you can be entrained by that vibration, by that frequency, and and that frequency that can then determine how you. See life, or how what actions you take, or what you expect, and very often I believe that we get back confirmation of what we expect. So, that in a way for me is like a law. Because you know, if we are, um, well, even just in the vibration of, of, of being angry, then we're because we're vibrating in that frequency, then we entrain with everything else is vibrating at the frequency of anger. So yes. May get angry behavior coming back towards us. Yes. It's like, it's. It, it, and that in a sense, it's a bit like law of attraction, but more kind of, um, in a wider sense, you know, and I also believe that, um, I believe in the divine and I believe that the divine is the highest of everything that we can imagine. So the highest love, the highest frequency, the highest good, the highest, you know, all of this. And, um, and that our utter contentment is found the nearer we approach the divine surrender to the divine, yes, 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 so that for me that 's like a law that you know when you 're not surrendered to the divine you 're going to get feedback which will tell you you 're not surrendered,
0: yes <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. yeah i've been surrendering a lot lately and it's and it 's working for me and. Surrender can be difficult for a lot of people because they feel like they're giving themselves uh and they're they might think they're giving their um choices away, but actually you're expanding your choices because if you don't if you, if you're thinking you can get something one way, that allows the universe to give it to you only one way when there's a million ways that say success can come to you right
1: yeah yeah.
0: So by surrendering, it's like, oh, I don't know how it's going to come to me, but I'm ready for anything and I'm open to it. And and let's talk for a second about being open because you, you've laid out some great tools for people to be mindful and to change their mindset. But what about receiving and being open to that change?
1: Yeah, that was very difficult for me the first half of my life. Me too. Because of the traumas and abuse that I'd suffered, I was not able to trust. And I think receiving is about trusting. Um, until I reached that place where I was able to trust. And that took um, emptying all the things that were telling me that I shouldn't trust, you know. So that for me, the trust muscle is something you need to develop. Maybe it takes longer than opening to joy. Um But it feeds back to you. So as you take little steps in trust, it feeds back to you that, you know, it was actually good to trust, you know. Oh, yeah, that happened. I trusted and it was okay. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, it's not like when I was a child. I've I've actually got more control about um, what happens to me now, you know, whereas as a child we didn't. So, you know, it kind of worked for us not to trust when we were younger. Um, But obviously we need to trust in ourselves. But I think also another thing is that allowing, we were talking about allowing is, you know, we've got the heart brain and the mind brain and the heart brain is, I think 5,000 times stronger than the heart than the mind brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we allow it to uh, direct our lives, you know, we've kind of, we've become a bit lopsided, you know, we've been taught to use our mind, our brain, our control, competitiveness, logic, reasoning and all of this. So we have to kind of unlearn that because that's kind of blocking the allowing of the heart and and if we open the heart, the heart um, its nature is to receive to give and to and receive yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. but it knows that it's good to receive so then, you know, the more we're in tune with our heart the more we are able to receive in trust. Yeah. And allow because the heart is connected to the higher energies. So once we allow from the heart, wow, the feedback that we will get will be amazing. And and this is where the joy steps in, then it's like, wow. Yeah. Great. You know, it doesn't matter what happens to me on the outside
0: actually. I'm happy from the inside, you know? Right. (laughs) It doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. And you don't need other people's approval to be happy. And, and as a people pleaser or trying to be former people pleaser all my life and trying to be perfect, which doesn't really even exist. And I spent my whole life trying to make other people happy and waiting for them, their acceptance when yeah, really I don't. it lies within you.
1: Right? Yeah, right? Exactly. That's the thing. That's the, the whole, uh, what's the word? The transformation point is when you realize It's all your choice and all down to you. And it's from the inside and nothing on the outside really matters.
0: Right. And you're the creator of your life and you're an infinite creator. And the divine created you to create what you want and what, what your role is. So it's, I, I love the work you're doing. Obviously we're on the same wavelength and I just love that you're helping people and, um, freeing them from some of these self imposed chains that we don 't realize it's it 's not our fault a lot of times, like you said, things have happened when we were young that imprinted on us and i I would love to there to be a school that they would teach this because to me, this is so important more so than statistics and um, it's it's important that you follow your dreams and that you have confidence and you have self-trust in yourself to know that you can do what you set out to do and there are tools at your disposal which is what, what you teach and that the joy and that happiness is the foundation of everything great coming into your life and also for you to help others with to, for you to be that radiant being and i do think that people are awakening on the planet at this particular time and have been for a few years now. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think waking up.
1: Maybe we're about, you know, helping that awakening movement, you know. Yes. As people do start to learn about the tools that they can use, you know, and do start to empower themselves. Because they're definitely waking up. I really agree with you there.
0: Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, Joy. Joy has an. I, I'm going to link your, all of your information, but you have a freebie for the audience. So I will share the link, but do you want to tell the listeners about what you'd like to offer them? Okay. Um, it's. Uh, I can't remember which one it is
1: <laughs> oh. What did I say? Um, emotional triggers. Yes. I think yeah. it's, it's, it, this is where you can start to identify. What's getting in the way of you being in your joy? You know, it's like one of the early exercises that you can start with. So that's why I thought it would be a good freebie to have. You know, what are these emotional triggers? Where do they come from? How can we handle them when they do turn up? You know, so it's kind of, when we were talking before about the characters that we play, these are kind of emotionally being triggered uh, because we're in automatic. And um, we get triggered when things are still in the subconscious. So it's about bringing these to our awareness, bringing them out of the subconscious, to our consciousness. It's a whole, uh, it's a whole p- part of becoming consciously aware and awakened. So, you know, it's, it's foundational, I think. So that's why I'd like to offer this as a free gift. Um, it's, an, it's a webinar that you can just watch about, you know, what emotional triggers are and, um, and how you can actually,
0: you know, get a grip
1: <laughs> and Wonderful. run your
0: life. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So uh, when we, when this goes live, we will have all the links and as well as your social media and definitely the freebie so that they can reach out to you. They can listen to the webinar and they can also um, I'll have everything that you've sent me. So I'm excited. So thank you so much for being here, Joy. It was wonderful to talk with you and thank you for making time for, uh, for myself and the listeners today. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. It's been, uh, been great.
0: Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you have a good rest of the day. And thanks again, Joy. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.